Hello and welcome to this week's uh, weekly roundup. It's quite a long one this week and that's because um, a couple of times I've taken you on a verbal tour around the veg garden and a little bit of the farm. So um, when you won't get to those bits, if you don't want to listen to them, just skip forward and uh, uh, that'll shorten it a little bit, but it's quite long this week. Apologies for that. It's 10.30 Thursday morning, the mist is cleared, the sun's trying to come through. I'm having my first coffee break since I had my breakfast first thing this morning. Um, I've been whizzing around here and there thinking I really need to sort out my time management skills, I think, because I just seem to do a lot but feel like I've not achieved anything, really. So this morning I have um, uh, done the, put the eggs out uh, sorted out the cat, given her medication, tidied up all of her area, fed her, uh, hung her tent out on the line, uh, got the picture into the picture frame that came, but then uh, it's not right, so I had to message my sister and say, uh, what do I need, because this is not, this doesn't look right, and I haven't done it right, so she'll have a look at that later for me, because it's not my... Not one of my skills, I'm afraid. So, uh, so did that. Went online and uh, registered my intention to vote, or our intention to vote, which is, um, I had the letter come last week, forgot all about it, passed the deadline, but I've still gone on and managed to do that, although it takes forever. Uh, answered a online call for packing boxes, because I've got some big boxes here that people can have if they want some. Uh, cleaned the bathroom, uh, hoovered the sitting room and polished the sitting room, hoovered the bathroom, hoovered the kitchen. Um, what else have I done? And I mean, oh, and I went out and just before I sat and made my coffee, went out, got, let the ducks out, fed the ducks, bought the eggs in, washed the eggs. But I feel like I've not really achieved anything because I haven't even got outside on the small holding at all yet. And it's half past ten already. So I'm like, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going wrong here. It just seems to be always so much little things to do that take up a lot of time. And, uh, you know, where is this idyllic, uh, peaceful, calming life that um, it's supposed to be? It's uh, just not happening. Um, so you know, I'm going to have my coffee and I'm going to have a think about what I need to get done next um, at some point well, I'll leave it till this afternoon but I'll try and go down the field and get the rest of the carpeting up and stuff um, but I really need to I want to try and get some seeds sown some annual seeds some annual flower seeds sown ready for next year and some uh, some winter veg which I still haven't got done and I still haven't picked, dug up the strawberries and I still haven't dug up the herbs uh, yes, there's, there's more still haven't done this on my list than there is to do list, I think, at the minute. But hopefully I'll get there eventually. The Monday um, episodes, I have uh, just run out of um, time to discuss topics at the minute, any in-depth. Sorry, there is a helicopter going over. <laughs> Been going round and round, and I don't know what it's doing. It's like a military one. Um, yeah, so 
so just for the time being I think the Monday episodes um, for the next couple of weeks won't happen uh, this week I was late getting that out I've only just published that um, so um, well just at the minute I think I'll just continue with the Thursday roundups until I can get back into the swing of things and uh, have more time, ded- be able to de- dedicate more time to uh, um, more in-depth topics. So just in case you're wondering why the Monday episodes aren't available, that's the reason. I thought I'd just bring you into the greenhouse and uh, while I'm sowing some seeds and you can hear how peaceful it is. The sun hasn't quite got around high enough to make the greenhouse too hot for me to get in at the minute so I'm just gonna quickly um, sow a few things which I've been uh, trying to get to do I thought might as well do it now um, in front of me I've got it's still in here I've got all the um, Thai chilies I've got some aubergines growing uh, peppers jalapenos and things like that but I've also got stacks of seeds everywhere and uh, everything stored in here but I've been sowing so I've sown parsley and I have also sown at the minute some winter hardy lettuce like the butterhead type lettuce and I have sown what else have I sown oh some a couple of annuals Cerinthi major and some and I've managed to get some seeds off my Californian poppies uh, which I've also sown. It's, the seeds on there are so tiny. Each um, little head has either, either little seed pod has either got one seed in or nothing. Um, uh, they were, you know, they must, they're quite difficult to harvest the seed from those. I bought the seed, uh, that seed from Sarah Raven, and I've also bought the Serenity Major seed from Sarah Raven because I was so impressed with the quality of the seed and the viability of it. So. Um, I think sometimes it pays to uh, buy a little bit better quality seed uh, and have good results than buy um, cheaper seed that is, uh, that, you know, a lot of it fails. That's my opinion, but uh, there you go. Um, yeah, so I'm um, sowing that. I'm just looking around to see. I've got some um, perpetual spinach, but I think I want to put a bed, put that outside and make a bed of that because uh, it's always... Uh, useful for rabbit fodder and um, guinea pigs and uh, as well as salads and stuff. My plan is normally I would put the overwintering vegetables into the polytunnels, but I just keep having such uh, trouble with mice eating everything in there that I think once I've cleared the greenhouses, hopefully these plants will come up, once I've cleared the greenhouses of the peppers and the chilies and everything, I will have, well, I would definitely have room in here to probably... Um, overwinter them in the greenhouse uh, which is a little bit more um, mouse proof not entirely still sometimes get a mouse in um, but it's a lot better than the polytunnels which obviously are just like open to the to the ground really and, and the mice sneak in and and that's it They're, they've eaten everything before you know it so yeah I'm just uh, and I'm going to look around and see what else I can get sown um in order to uh, some of the, the the lettuces, they won't be ready until sort of March next year, but that's fine because that that'd be nice to have something green um, and fresh uh, come March. Obviously, the um, Cerinthi and the poppies there for the garden, the flowering. 
So, and the parsley is also for overwintering. So, always got some fresh parsley, and I will have a look through the herbs, see what else, what other pots I think might survive overwinter in the greenhouse, and get them on the go as well. But yeah, listen, it's so peaceful and perfectly nice out here that I couldn't resist coming out and uh, spending a little time out here before it gets too hot. So. Yeah, that's me in my greenhouse. Then I sowed some um, purple basil, some corn salad, some dill and some coriander as well to finish that tray off. And now it's sat soaking in a water tray. When I do the seeds, I tend to, uh, rather than water on the top, I uh, put the tray in water so it soaks up through the bottom. Um, less disturbance for the seeds that way. Uh, these are all things that you can, um, you know, that will, you can sow all year round and hopefully they will uh, produce something. I did sow uh, coriander and dill uh, at the beginning of the year, but I had so much to do that they kind of got neglected. So they just got leggy. Um, I'm just looking at some coriander here. It's still trying to do its thing. I might repot that in a minute. And um, But it, but they... Uh, you know, they got left by the by. And dill, I think, is just, even the seeds, when you get them out of the packet, just take you right back um, to when your children were little and when they were babies and they had wind and you gave them gripe water. And that still <laughs> reminds me of that every time I smell dill any time. So uh, that's what that is. Um, yeah, so I'm probably now going to pot on those bits of coriander so they can romp away and I'll hopefully have coriander possibly but I'll be able to take it into the house over winter and uh, keep it going on the windowsill. We'll see. That uh, coriander turned out to be flat leaf parsley. Ah, shows how much I know. But to be fair the leaf uh, is very similar but uh, I could have just read the label and then I would have known. Um, it's getting a bit warm in here now so I'm going to leave it. I have also got in here growing uh, two lots of ginger plants um, and I am kind of thinking I might put them on into bigger pots, find a tray for them to go in and take them in over winter to see, take them indoors to see if I can keep them going because that would be great to um, be able to grow my own ginger tubers, that would be good. Also I did try with turmeric one year but that didn't work either but now that I've, we've got uh, the office is very warm, it stays very warm. Um, even without any heating on, it's well insulated, so it does stay warm. So I'm, I'm kind of thinking I might have a re-go at that and see uh, what uh, whether I can keep them going. I can see the office might turn into a, an overwintering station. But um, yeah, it's getting a bit hot in there now, so I'm going to finish that and... Uh, find another job to do outside I think actually what I thought I would do sun's gone behind a cloud at the minute is I thought I'd just walk you around the garden a little bit and uh, you can see uh, I can sort of say what what there is to do still so um, I'm stood sort of midway down the garden I've got a couple of beds of carrots uh, growing here one lot uh, ready to be harvested and that will almost finished that bed off it's just a small bed and I've been pulling carrots as we've needed them for those the other bed is full of 
carrot foliage and I'm hoping underneath they were later sowing I'm hoping that they will I mean they will stay in the ground long into winter hopefully as long as we don't get too wet weather and then things start to eat the roots um I've got some ochre uh which is a a tiny little knobbly kind of vegetable a bit like a Jerusalem artichoke in shape um has like uh, it's, I think it's part of the oxalis family because that's what the leaf looks like um that doesn't get harvested until the frost kills off the foliage at top which is very pretty it's very uh, it looks like um sort of clovery type thing uh, it's very pretty and uh it's done quite well this year so that will uh i think they call that the food uh, the food of the incas that one so um it's quite a nice one to have uh, just pop into soups and stews or you know things like that after that there's a potato bed and the potato foliage is now brown and falling over and those need harvesting after that is uh the french beans the french climbing beans which i said i quite like those because they grow up quite tall and they have very long slender beans which are lovely and probably easier to pick than the dwarf beans which are low to the ground you've got to scrabble around on the ground another bed of potatoes after that which are still green and growing um their main crop so i I will have to lift them soon but not just yet after that i've got beetroot growing um in amongst all this there's loads of marigolds and mint and all sorts of things an apple tree then and then swede which i also need to get up and i've got a couple of honeyberry bushes in uh in there as well which uh they're like um kind of like elongated blueberries i suppose they are and uh although i never managed to get them because the birds usually get them after that i got another row of beetroot and uh, then an area where i had the peas which i cleared and then behind that is a like a wildflower area which just looks like a complete mess at the minute because all the flowers have gone over to the left hand side i've got the rhubarb bed so there's rhubarb down the end then i've got courgettes growing then i've got two lines of asparagus which are just all the fern at the minute which i tend to leave up all all winter and cut down in the spring uh, and underneath that is growing strawberries they're just everywhere i've got to dig a lot of those up because they're just overtaking now and a pear tree in amongst all that and the pear tree is absolutely produces the most amazing pears it's the i've got another pear tree but those pears are no nothing like these these are fabulous pears beautiful um i think they're conference pears and they're just uh really nice and uh firm and uh big the big pears and i can see in amongst there a couple of uh ochre plants growing because that's where i grew them last year so I obviously left some of the tubers in the ground then it's on to the bed that i had where i i kept a lot of the plants that i had uh i was growing on for the front beds which is pretty empty now i've been digging everything up i've got the odd tomato plant growing in it and i've got some uh i've got three chokeberry bushes here and again chokeberries you can eat but i don't ever get them the bees the birds kind of get them before i get to them but i just put them in to to add to the sort of the uh the mix so that everything so it's a bit more like a foresty garden then i've got a olive tree growing after that would you believe which um that one produced one olive last year can't see anyone at this year at all 
and then we go into the herb bed which is the one I'm going to be taking out and moving all of that and the herbs have just got I think they've been in there four or five years and they've got massive now um spread everywhere the mint spread everywhere the fennel and the lovage are just huge plants when they get growing they easily get up to sort of like six to eight foot tall uh, oregano i've got ice plant in here sage um and i've got some blackcurrant sage as well which i don't actually eat but it's got the most gorgeous uh vibrant pink flower on it which comes out this time of year so it's very pretty that's those two beds in the next lot i've got leeks growing in this this is the bed that john um has redone and put all separate beds in so i've got one two three four five six seven eight nine ten all going along in a row kind of stepping down um, so most of them at the minute are empty because we emptied them and they're all just sat ready waiting for either winter planting or or maybe in the spring so I've got leeks in the first one, then the next four oh, got stuck. The next four are empty and covered. Then I've got uh, cauliflowers. Oh, there's a cabbage white butterfly in there. Cauliflowers. Oh, oh come here. Cauliflowers and uh, broccoli growing in this one. If I ever get any, because it looks like the butterfly's probably just sowed, uh, put a load of its eggs on there uh, in those. Hopefully, if I get one or two things, it's fine. If not, I'll just eat the leaves. And then three more empty beds. And then at the end of that bed, I've got baby leeks, which actually I didn't intend to grow them as baby leeks. I just I just didn't have time to plant plant them. And so I just popped, stuck them in the ground at the end of a bed in clumps. And they're just because uh, they look like spring onion size at the minute. But you could still use them like that. They'd be absolutely fine. And after that, I've got a mock orange uh, bush at the end of that bed again for the bees and the butterflies and um you know pollination and all of that kind of thing and this other bed uh behind it here i've got kale growing um to the left of me and uh i've got five different types of kale growing in there for overwintering some sorrel is growing there another bed of potatoes and then i've got the bed of um some of the annual some of the cut flowers i started off so it's got a lot of bulbs in there it's got gms it's got some stocks and i can see the marigold seeds are already coming up so um they will be useful then i'm moving on and i've got the fruit cage which has been really a disaster this year because this, the weather has not been good for those so and then the big polytunnel i get to the big polytunnel i just found the most humongous cucumber hiding in there and in there I've got, on the left-hand side, I've got tomatoes. On the right-hand side is the cucumbers and the melons, which actually didn't appear. I've got a small bed of uh, things like pak choy and um, mustard lettuce growing in there. Although they just keep actually at the minute getting eaten to bits by insects. I've got a strawberry bed after that, which I get the early strawberries off of. And then two beds that are now empty because I had grown lettuce in those and they're emptying on the... Right hand side, I've got lemon verbena growing. I've got the orange and the lemon tree, another aubergine, which actually hasn't produced any aubergines at all. And I've got some dahlias in there and some peppers as well. Then, oh, I've got a small bed here, which has got turnips and a few parsley. And this is, I had this bed, had uh, broad beans in this bed, but um, obviously when, when they went over, I cleared it all. And I've just stuck in any plants that I had growing that I didn't have space for. So I've got, 
couple of cabbage type ones that have been eaten to bits by looks of it, some dwarf beans, uh, and then I just sowed a row of parsnips and some turnips, which are going quite nicely. I think sometimes the later you sow those things, the better they do. Up to the end, and uh, I've got squash here, so I've got, and all the squash foliage is now dying back, so I can see I've got like banana squash, butternut squash, I think there's some spaghetti squash in there, and another squash, I have no idea what it is, it's kind of, it looks like a banana squash, uh, butternut squash shape, except the top is elongated, don't know what it is, but it is edible. Uh, I've got a patch of rhubarb there, and then I go around and I've got an apple tree, a mulberry bush, uh, the Himalayan honeysuckle, I think they call that one, and you can actually eat the, the berries off of that, but it's very, very fiddly. Uh, a huge cherry tree, which again, I never get any cherries off of. The pear tree that doesn't do very well at all, but it's fine for the birds. And I've got two, some blackcurrant and some gooseberry bushes here somewhere, but I also got this massive, great big, um, uh, it's not, uh, a tree, it's a tree. I mean, well, it's a sycamore tree that is, I've been trying to keep it under control because it's self-seeded, but it's just now it's got about three or four stems getting very strong. I'm going to have to dig that out. I intended to dig that out at the beginning of the year. It didn't happen. On the left-hand side, I've got rows of uh, lavender growing here. And then I've got sweet corn, a sweet corn bed. Um, so the sweet corn is, uh, I need to harvest the rest of that very soon. And then I've got some more squash after that so we're going back now towards the uh, the fruit cage and i've got more squash um well, that one's split uh butternut squash it is but that's got massive and split and then a little bed of dwarf beans um and then beyond that i've got the runner bean trellis uh this is be it's kind of behind the fruit cage um a runner bean trellis i've got uh some more squash down there uh, apricot tree which um i did get apricots off of it one year uh, that was about it it doesn't particularly do very well but it's a lovely tree and i've got a thornless blackberry growing along there uh, some more rhubarb some i've got a sweet chestnut tree that's not terribly big and i've got a massive load of um lilacs at the end of this bed which we uh, years ago just healed in quickly because somewhere to put them and then they got forgot and now they've just made a massive lilac hedge which is um great for me because it gives me shade not so great for the um vegetables because they don't get all the light that they really need to get yeah so i think that's uh, pretty much it in a nutshell so it's there's quite a lot and there's uh quite a lot to do all the time and uh, I spend my time wandering around thinking I need to do that I need to do that I need to do that and uh, don't get it done and then I've got the greenhouse obviously and then cold frames which at the minute I've got all the plants that I all the little plantlets that I took up and uh, potted up the other week and growing away nicely there a little I've got a couple of little pots of carrots actually the round carrots I thought would be quite good for the kids to um, pull those and see see what they are and then also in here I've got a massive uh, weeping birch tree which is in the garden as well I've got another cherry tree a morello cherry um, um, and another small dwarf apple tree so you can see that the whole place is kind of um, it's not your your uniform allotment type rows of um, one vegetable it is a mismatch of all types of different things all planted in together to try and get this um, 
foresty effect so that it you get a, a total environment rather than a mono environment um, and hopefully you get lots of different insects visiting so that you uh, get some really good pollination and you've got lots of places for you know the wildlife to to live and hide and and things like that as well so yeah there's a verbal snapshot of my vegetable plot six o'clock um and i spent some of the afternoon digging up some of the mint uh putting that out for people to collect for free should they want some um and then i sat down for an hour and a half to uh get some energy back and then i spent uh quite a bit of the afternoon late afternoon um getting stuff in from the field and then john come home and we got the trailer out so that we could put some more heavy stuff uh in the trailer and bring it back up surprise how many hundreds of bits and pieces there are to keep moving around all the time trying to put back in their right homes and stuff like that and uh he's now gone off to get some fish and chips because the other thing we have not had time to do this week because we've been out there every single night is eat properly and we're still not eating properly tonight so we're having fish and chips but literally last night it was cheese and crackers when i got in at nine o'clock and uh it's getting a bit ridiculous really but there you go and um <laughs> i sat down i was totally i was sweating knackered i sat down and i said never again <laughs> never again and um John came back in the back and he said, we're not doing this again, are we? And I'm like, no, no, we're not doing this again. <laughs> it is uh, a lot of hard work doing the putting away and i still got tents, uh, one more tent. Well, there's still a tent out there that's got come down and God knows when I could be able to get that down. And um, there's a tent that's that we bagged up and bought up here, but it's wants to come back out in there, really. Um, that's uh, a difficult task in itself. So... Um, yeah, that's probably the end of our tent fest days, I reckon, to be fair. Because <laughs> it's too much hard work clearing it all up again. Take, it's taken us almost as long as it did to put it all up. So, never mind. It was great fun. It was a good weekend. and uh, But I'm really tired, and every night I'm really tired. And John says, you're really grumpy. And I'm like, yes, because I'm blinking exhausted and uh, hot and sweating and knackered by the end of the day so but it's a nice evening and we're going to sit in our fish and chips when he gets back so that's good tomorrow's another day ten o'clock friday and uh it's quite sunny um this morning i have uh just done various normal the normal bits putting the eggs out and sorting the eggs out and giving the cat her pain meds and things uh went round there was only like one courgette to pick um so i've kind of left that i am sat out the back this time normally i'm sat out the other side and i'm sat on uh, my dad's bench which is a bench that we bought him when he was 70 which got dad written on the back of it and uh when he passed away um his girlfriend brought it back up here for us so that stays up here 
sat having a cup of coffee. I'm actually waiting for, I've got, I've managed to get out the, one of the bell tents, spread it out on some dust sheets and I'm waiting just for the sun to dry off, dry it off a little bit so that I can um, fold it and dry off the underside and it's quite, a, it's quite a thing really, complicated. If I'd have known that I would have prepared an area earlier. Anyway, what I'm looking at, um, so I'm this is up the side drive, the other side of the fence at the end of the side drive. To the left, I've got um, the back area, which we call the back area, that's not attached to the back of the house. It's got a tumble dryer in and the freezers and um, all kinds of paraphernalia. It's got a workbench in that you can't actually ever get to because it's just got stuff piled on top of it. Uh, behind that, to the left, is the stable block, which actually at the minute is quite tidy because John tidied it up the other day. And that's got uh one two three four five stables in and a and a tack room that's also full of stuff um brooder boxes and poultry netting and everything else and then got hay bales and the straw stored in there as well and then uh running right up to the back paddock the little paddock at the back um it's just like a walkway to the left of that walkway is the menage which used to be used to uh, ride the horses in but nobody's ridden horses for a few years and now it's just full of weeds and the pumpkins that I tried to plant that failed spectacularly and I've got chickens roaming around all over the place which is one of the reasons I'm sat out here guarding the bell tents I don't want them walking all over it and pooping on it so um, on the right hand side we've got a, a small store where we used to keep the well, I say small it's like the size of a um, a garage, I suppose, that you keep a car in. Well, it's quite tall. Um, we used to keep the wood stacked in there. Next to that is a going long ways is a, a like a thirty foot caravan that used to be my dad's workshop, but we use it as store. It's got loads of junk in there. Getting the hang of this place, it's got lots of junk everywhere. <laughs> I just think one day we'll just massively clear out and throw it all away. But. Um, some of the stuff in that caravan is stuff that we bought with us from our other house 11 years ago. It's never even come out of the caravan yet. After that is a is the hay barn, and we've got a three-bay hay barn and a feed room on the end of that, on this end. Then we've got the point-of-lay pen, which um, John purposely built, so it's totally fox-proof. Um, and that's when we buy chickens in to sell back out, that's where they go, because uh, that's, that's easy access. And then uh, after that is a burning patch. And I've got a row of three ash trees, but they've all got to come down because they've all got ash dye back. And then onto the little paddock behind that. And then that paddock uh, sort of is sideways onto the main big paddock that goes right the way back down to the other side. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm looking at at the minute. And, uh, sitting here having my coffee waiting for a tent to dry because I really need to get these tents sorted I think that was what was really stressing me out is not being able to get the tents dry to um pack away so I have to be really dry to go away and this one I'm drying now belongs to my brother so I want to make sure I get it right because um you know he very kindly lent it to us so I'm trying to get that as dry as I can once those two things are done the rest of it um it's mostly all done now and I can actually get on back on with my day job
half past eight Saturday morning and I've been bombing around, uh, but not to anything to do on the farm this morning. <clears throat> Just getting myself ready and my bag packed off for a spa weekend with Sam, Shelley and Charlotte. Way, can't wait. Just relax, that'd be amazing. Um, so consequently, there will be no catch-ups uh, today or tomorrow on here. Um, and I'll be back on Monday morning. Good morning. It's Monday morning. Um, had a good night's rest and up early to crack on. Uh, yesterday, when we came back from the spa uh, session, I hadn't intended to do a lot, but um, <laughs> in the afternoon, uh, I started off doing not a lot, um, but in the afternoon, uh, John said, oh, I think it's going to rain and be really heavy winds this week so I thought oh, I'd better go out and harvest a few things then so um because I don't want them uh you know rotting in the rain and the rain spoiling the stuff and the wind blowing stuff down so I picked a load of um butternut squash and quash, uh, courgettes um some tom the tomatoes that are ripening everything ripens at the same time now at the, this time of year I pulled up swede um uh, pick the sweet corn because they would get blown over in a in a gale, uh, that sort of thing. So I've got loads of um, butternut squash. Lots. Some of them are quite tiny, but um, they're still, you know, they'll still be edible. That's fine. Then I thought I'll just check the weather forecast. <laughs> Looked at it. Not a sign on my app. Not a sign. I said, John. I thought you said it was going. Yeah. Well, I thought that's what I heard. <sighs> so note to self: just check before you rush off on. John say so that something is going to happen uh, because uh, the weather forecast this week coming doesn't look too bad at all so I rushed around and did all that for not a lot but at least it's done now I've got a load of um, uh, bean dwarf beans now I need to process quite a bit I need to pick some apples off the um, cooking apple tree because there, there aren't very many on there but there are there are a few sort of good ones which I want to get down and chop for the freezer and so we didn't have any last year, so it'd be nice to have apples this year. So I haven't got round to going picking any blackberries yet, but uh, hopefully this week I might be able to do a bit of that. Um, going back to the spa, the whole time I was there, I was thinking, because uh, we, we, we went to the spa to celebrate Charlotte's 30th birthday. We, we started doing that with Samantha's 30th birthday, and she's, well, 37 this year. So, you know, seven years ago. Um, so we only go every once every couple of years. So, um, but it just strike me as really odd where you're, you know, you're sat with strangers all in their dressing gowns, and then you know they go and have their lunch in dressing gowns and breakfast in dressing gowns, and it's uh, it's quite bizarre really when you think about it. Quite funny. I kept thinking this is very odd. It's very odd to sit around with strangers in your dressing gown, but it was absolutely lovely, and uh, we relaxed a lot, and uh, yeah, went in the hydro pools and in the steam rooms and the saunas all very good for the soul had a massage and a facial which was absolutely lovely really enjoyed that and it's just nice to get away and do something entirely different with no pressure whatsoever but now back monday morning and uh, the sun is up and shining although john has said it's you know you can tell that we're going into autumn now because the mornings are a lot colder than they were although the evenings have been quite warm um I think, but the mornings are definitely on the cooler side. So I've already been up this morning, <clears throat> got a load, couple of loads of washing on because it looks like it's going to be a nice enough day to get those dry. I did do a bit of watering yesterday. Some of the things that look like they're flagging uh, in the greenhouse, 
um, the polytunnels and that a uh, couple of the plants that are under cover um the, some of the plants in the beds are the, the flower beds are looking a little bit um as though they needed a bit of water but then overnight you get all the the dew uh, so that really ought to revive them at this time of year and john said we did have a piece a bit a little bit of rain on uh saturday morning here just a little thing so that should be enough to zhuzh them up John was busy, uh, obviously, looking after the farm while we were away. So he's spent the weekend cleaning out uh, ducks and chickens and everything like that and making sure everything's fed and watered and kept alive, which he did splendidly. Uh, the cat, which had a, her spay, she's looking good. You know, her stitches look good. She's looking really well, so I haven't got any worries on that score. Yeah, so we're back to uh, back to normality this morning. And my plan, what is my plan this morning, is to get um, get some washing done. Because uh, I don't know, John just seems to think that the you know keep filling up the wash basket be fine. Somebody sometime will come along and empty it, and, and they do, and it's me. But you know, I think yeah, I'm sure you could use learn to use the washing machine. It's not difficult. So I've got a couple of loads of washing to do. Um, get that sorted, and then I need to get on with these prepping some of this veg obviously the squash and that that will all store and the even the swede will store though i did pick some not long ago and they just shrivel a little bit so uh, i thought they would store longer than that so i might have to chop and cube some of those for the freezer because i want to really be making as much use as everything as that i've got as possible oh potatoes I picked a load of potatoes dug up a load of potatoes these are red duke of york ones which i i love those um i don't know why they just seem to make good all round everything so uh, i've got a big bucket full of those yeah so uh, lots of things whizzing around in my head this morning so i'm gonna get on and do a bit and uh see how the day goes i'm trying to use my time as efficiently as possible um, so this morning I thought I'd just this is quickly sum this up to show you how this goes. So um, I came in and uh, the first thing I did uh, was, well actually I emptied the bin and then the, the bin bag will go down there. I just ordered another, well I just had an arrival of some more compostable bin bags which I like to use. Ones that are biodegradable, compostable, stuff like that. Um, empty the bin, put it down by the back door because at some point I will be going out to the shed but I like to try and use my time as efficiently as possible so I stood in here and I chopped the beans that I picked yesterday and they will go on to a tray to open freeze now well they have now and then I've saved a little bit back for John's dinner later because uh, uh, I need to get back into some decent eating routine because over the last couple of weeks our routine has been thrown out everywhere and I really feel that I need to have a bit of clean eating now, cleanse through, because it's uh, we've just been grabbing whatever we could with the time afforded, which is not really doing us any good at all. Anyway, so I uh, chopped all the beans, put them in a layer, open froze them, take them to the freezer on the way. I noticed that the washing is finished. Get the washing out of, out of the washing machine, uh, ready to go out. Go to the freezer, put the beans in the freezer, grab something for dinner later, and I grabbed out some uh, free-range corn-fed chicken breast, which I did actually have to buy from the shop because we just uh, haven't had time to go any, anywhere and get anything else. But that's what I mean. I do try and get the, the top quality. It's English. It's, you know, 
I'll try to get as top quality as I am able to in the time that I've, that I've got. Bring that back in here. Uh, go into the uh, bathroom, grab another load of washing back in, put that in the washing machine, turn that on. Uh, I'm glad I moved the washing line because uh, where it is I've moved it to now, it, it's already sunny. So I can use the maximum amount of sunlight that I can. Where I had it before, at this time of the day, at this time of the year, that sun won't get around there till the afternoon. And so I kind of wasted a whole day's drying time, if you see what I mean. So I've moved it to make the best of natural resources that I've got. So I'm not having to use, uh, you know, electric, unless absolutely necessary to dry it. So uh, that's what I've done. So... Yeah, so that's how it goes, backwards and forth. And then, so next, my next job is then to uh, go out, take the stuff out to the bins and assess what is in the egg shed, come back, it's all that. So always in my mind, it's, uh, I'm going here, what can I take or what can I do when I go there? What do I bring back um, to make my time as efficient as possible in order to get everything done? Sometimes it does mean you're charging backwards and forwards a bit of an idiot <laughs> but that's a that's a part of my plan to now make sure that my time management is uh in order so that I can uh, get everything done as efficiently as possible probably only last one or two days but hey I'm trying okay so it's not very much further now it's uh, 10 to 9 but I just wanted to have a little ramble about uh um your goods really the stuff that you grow uh so i've been um rushing around trying to organize everything and i'm still in my kitchen and i've got a, mm, a wooden crate which now has one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve butternut squash in it of various sizes and i've got uh three more on the table i've put two out for sale Two of these are split, so I'm going to have to process those because otherwise, uh, well, actually one of the splits is cured nicely, but probably need doing um, straight away. Uh, I've got sweet corn in front of me. I've got a bucket of uh, swede, a bucket of potatoes. Um, I've got some pears that I picked last week that, that I haven't got around to eating yet, so they're like, going to start to go shrivelly, and I'll, so I want to try and do something with them. I've got chilies growing drying on one shelf here. I've got tomatoes ripening on another shelf here. But what I wanted to quickly talk about is uh, the value of this, the goods that you've, you know, the produce that you've grown, because I find that quite difficult. Uh, so I've got all this butternut squash and I do want to put some out for sale in, in the shed, but I don't want to undersell uh, what I've grown. And it's, very, it's a very difficult thing to try and decide on how much to put it out there because you know how much effort and time has gone into it I know that they're grown you know without any pesticides or herbicides or nasties on them whatsoever so they are good quality uh produce however uh these days people just they just don't want to pay for that kind of um decent quality not not everybody there are handfuls of people who do so you have to decide whether you want to put it out for that price or if you want to keep it, process it and use it. Because obviously, it's, to me, it's worth more to me than, uh, say, the 50p for a Swede that I could get that people would pay. Because I think if I put them out for much more than that, people are not going to pay 
when they can go and grab them from you know from the supermarket which is a shame but it's um it's something you have to sort of grapple with and so what I tend to do is think right I look at it all think right I won't be using that I will put that out I can sacrifice that and maybe get a bit of payment back for that and to be fair I put two two butternut squashes out there this morning uh, they're big ones so I've put £2.50 on them I hope they will go at that price um, I have looked up and a lot of the organic places around here are selling it at uh, pound a kilo so that uh, they weigh in at four kilos so they're getting good uh, you know good a good quality product at a good a really good price but um yeah I don't want to I, I it's, it's a very difficult decision to make because I don't want to undersell my produce because it's worth more to me if that makes sense to have in the freezer but I also uh look at it and think gosh when am I gonna be able to use i mean the butternut squash and that will store and everything else and you know most of the potatoes will go into a sack and they will store but the swede uh, i'm gonna have to probably chop a lot of it. so it's kind of a balance between do i spend all my day uh chopping that up and freezing it or putting them out for store or do i put them out and uh sell a few of them a couple of them and really basically what i try and do is think right okay i'll put those out and i will cover the money for the seed that 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 cost me to to buy that seed in the first place so if you see what i mean i've put two out which uh come to a fiver if they sell that will amply cover the seed that i bought for the butternut squash plus i have got my own butternut squash lots of it's to do with what i want so that you kind of have to in your head balance it all up and think what do i want and sometimes i just get such quantities of things i just bung them out quite cheaply because um you know for instance uh, runner beans they cost i think about one pound fifty a packet or something like that if you don't save the seed um i you know i put those out in bundles for one pound fifty and i sell bundles and bundles of them so some things really compensate uh for the other things that you don't get very much of or that are a more a more high value crop to myself I suppose is is what I what I'm saying but it's um it does send me into a bit of a frenzy because I think oh, I don't know what to put the price on that I don't want to undersell it because it's worth more to me as an organically grown crop for my freezer or you know to process and I think sometimes when people are just coming to buy that they don't really understand that at all so but uh yeah, that's what I try to do. I just want to try to explain that a little bit. It's uh, Hopefully I did, but um, I don't know. <laughs> Listen to these two. I think they've been chattering for ages. I think that is a, a magpie and a crow. Uh, talking to each other <laughs> trying to see where they are yeah there goes the crow and the other one is definitely a magpie what they are saying i have no idea but uh it's quite a conversation okay it's uh, an hour and a half later and i've just made myself a cup of coffee because so i'm gonna have a little bit of sit down because my back is hurting now so i have been spent all that time hour and a half already processing um stuff so i have uh, you know the crate of butternut squash and 
banana squash um, the potatoes are now in a in a basket in a sack I've got two bags of soup mix ready to go in the freezer one's just a general mix-up bag of swede and courgettes and onions and um, beetroot leaves couple of beetroot in there carrot all that sort of thing the other one is a squash soup mix so I've just got literally uh, banana squash in there onions a carrot some celery um, and that that's a separate bag then I've got a stew mix which I've made up in a smaller quantity so that is uh, that's got in there I, and I will freeze this all together as um, potatoes uh, swede turnips carrot and a couple of onions um, because uh, John well, it's easy to make stews for John all through the winter. I've still got a whole load of runner beans to sort through and another load of Swede. I've bagged up a load of runner beans to go out the front. I've bagged up some a couple of bags of uh, veg for, for the girls. I've cooked off the sweet corn, which I um, will now vacuum pack. Uh, and I have got a load, a bucket full of beetroot that I've still got something to do with. And I have got a load of cucumbers, which I have no idea... Uh, I've got five cucumbers here, but they're all they're a bit small to put out for sale now because the um, the cucumber plants are coming to their end of their sort of production productive life, and so the cucumbers are generally smaller um, than they were before. So uh, I don't know what I'm going to do with those yet. Um, I've got a box, uh, a bucket, uh, what, you know, a, a bowl full of peelings and things for the rabbits and guinea pigs which I will take out the sweet corn um husks have all been cooked in the microwave so all of those husks they work they will go in the food bin because they've been cooked and I don't want to put those on the compost heap I've got a, uh, the pears from my not so good pear tree um I want to get those sort of used up one or two of them all went, already went a bit soft and they started to rot so I, uh, my aim is to poach those um, for our dessert later. I'll have poached pears with a bit of ice cream. Um, I've got loads of tomatoes here uh, that I need to do some. I've got one, two, I've got a massive basket full on the windowsill and then two punnetfuls. So maybe I will make um, another batch up for tomato soup. I might even, I, will, I might not even make the tomato soup. I might just throw all the potato, all the tomatoes in whole and just bung them in a bag with some onions and that ready for and some carrots ready to soup them up uh, in the winter I've prepped some veg for John's dinner he's gonna have uh, his chicken breast he's gonna have a chicken casserole basically um, he's uh, pretty good like that he will I will can just bung it all in a casserole dish cook it up and he will eat it like that so everything goes in meat veg everything um, I I've just, I haven't decided what I'm going to have yet. I'm going to have my chicken breast either with a big salad, because uh, I've got a lot of cucumbers and tomatoes, um, or I will have a stir fry, or I'll have a baked potato with it. I, might, I think I'm probably leaning towards the salad and baked potato with mine. But yeah, so I, yeah, still got a lot to do, but I'm going to sit down and have a cup of coffee because my back is hurting. <laughs> and, uh, this is what you, this is what you do when you uh, grow all your own food. You then need to spend hours and hours processing it. I did. Um, I looked at bottling pears, but um, I think I'll just uh, you kind of bottle them whole, you know, without cooking them. And um, John likes his pears cooked, so it would just be the same thing. I'd have to get them out of the bottle and then cook them. So I might as well just cook them. 
Um, well, we're going to have those fresh tonight, but if I have any more, I will cook them and partly cook them and freeze them ready to get them out to poach another time. I've got some apples here to use up as well, but I might make a bag up of uh, fruit for fruit crumbles. Um, I've got some blueberries in the fridge that I need to use up. I might just all go in a bag ready for a fruit crumble, but uh, yeah, still my kitchen looks like a tip, but um, I'm getting there. Quarter to one and I am still going here. Um, I have managed to get um, the stuff that I have done vacuum packed and put in the freezer. Um, I have now peeled all the pears. They are gently poaching in some honey and some uh, vanilla extract uh, with a tiny bit of water. And uh, I did put a little bit of lemon juice in there. It smells amazing. And I tasted the liquid. It tastes amazing. That's going to be fabulous for dessert later with some ice cream. And then I have also got on the go um, the remainder of the beetroots that I had here. I thought I might as well boil them up. I'll have some with my salad later and I will probably freeze the rest. Um, potentially, if I don't cook them too much, I can vacuum pack them and freeze them. Or uh, I will just freeze them whole and then they will get used as and when I need them. Um, the whole point of all of this, I've still got... Uh, one of beans and a load of swede <laughs> left to sort out but I'm getting there still don't know what to do with those cucumbers but I will find something the whole point of this is uh, um, today show you just how much time it actually takes I did have to I did not have to but I went outside and uh, I was out talking to a customer who clearly wanted to vent about something <laughs> nothing to do with me or anything just obviously had a bee in his bonnet about the world in general so um you know, sometimes that's what you're here for, to listen to other people get something off their chest. And that's fine. Uh, but now, is yes, quarter to one. And what I will probably do now is just wait for these beetroot to finish cooking. Wait for these, po uh, these pears to get a little bit softer. Um, I won't overcook them too much because I want to reheat them later. And I will then sit down for sometimes in the afternoon, an hour, sometimes two hours, all depending. Because if I don't sit down now... I won't sit down at all until um, dark. So uh, it's always, you know, you need to have that rest time at some point in your day. So uh, if I don't take a couple of hours out now in the middle of the day, um, then the afternoon routines all start again and, you know, get the dinner on and everything else. And so I won't sit down at all until it's uh, dark. And even then I'll probably still, I would still be doing something so um i tend to take my couple of hours out in the day then i don't feel i've been too hard done by then so that is what i'm about to do now sit down have some lunch have a sit have a rest for an hour or an hour and a half two hours maybe today so i do feel a bit tired but um yeah so that's how the day is gonna go and then i will start again later Sometimes things just pop up and surprise you when you're least expecting it, which is exactly what's just happened. So in the afternoon today, I um, uh, had a little bit of a rest and I did a bit more. And then I came out and did the watering. The front bed's looking a bit tired, um, bit, sort of a bit of lack of water. And so, and then John came home and he made a cup of tea. And then uh, I went indoors, so well, I got the washing and everything. Anyway, he went off to do the feeding, like he usually does. And uh, 
I was in the kitchen, I could hear him shout, um, come and see this. So uh, he said, you never guess what I found. So no, I thought, no, I'm not going to guess what you found. So I follow him out to the front paddock. And um, <laughs> about two weeks ago, well, probably more than that now, uh, we lost a light Sussex hen. She just completely disappeared. So we assumed that the, um, the fox had had her. Well, there she is today with three little chicks, which I've never had that happen before, where we've just, a bird has gone off and hatched out some chicks. But there she is, happily, with the uh, three little chicks come out to feed today. So um, it's a bit of a <laughs> bit of a surprise. And um, we've got no chick crumb or anything like that. It's a bit late in the year, so... Uh, one of them's looking a bit sort of dodgy on its foot, so I don't know if that's going to make it, but I actually will leave that to nature because otherwise it means I've got to separate it and put it in a brooder, which we're not set up for this time of year, etc., etc. So I will um, leave that one out there and see what happens with that one. But, yeah, so we have a little mother and her chicks today. I feel a little bit more explanation is needed on the, the little chick. Um, John and I went to get them in uh for bed because where she'd hatched them out is where we usually let the geese hatch out and we usually put a ramp in for the geese um when we do that because the babies can't there's a big quite a step up and they can't get up there and the little chicks chicken chicks are definitely not going to get up there so we went out there um we've got another hut out there which is low was ground level um so she'd already sat down on them uh to keep them warm and so I picked her up and John picked up the chicks and we put them in the other hut. Now, the little chick with the, the leg, I should just say, uh, basically what's happening is the uh, I've checked the leg over. There's nothing wrong with the leg. It's not detached. It's got all the, it's got muscle there. It's got a push reflex uh, there. And the uh, foot opens up normally as it should do. It's just that for some reason the chick has bent its foot under and is walking on its hock now that could be because that uh, you know it formed that way in the egg and it's uh it's taken a little while to uh unfurl if you like uh, so i'm hoping like we're given a couple of days and a bit of strength it'll uh, it'll put its foot out naturally properly but uh there's no telling i can't um separate the chick from the other chicks because that would stress them out uh, it out if it's all on its own i can't separate the chicks from the mother because that would stress her out obviously she just spent all those that time um hatching them and she's fiercely protective of them rightly so so i'm i am going to leave it and i'm kind of hoping that uh, as it builds up a little bit of strength it will uh it will put its foot back in the normal position for walking if it doesn't it probably just means we'll end up with a chicken that walks a bit funny um on its leg although that's going to end up getting sores uh, I, I don't really know what else to do with it um i don't want to dispatch it because it's perfectly healthy otherwise it's you know everything's fine with it so we'll give it a few days and i'll see if i can go out there and, uh tomorrow we let it out and see if i can pick it up and just get it to put its foot out flat instead of uh curled under and we will see how it goes, but at the minute it's managing to keep up with mum, it's fine. So, um, yeah, I just thought it needed a little bit more explanation about why I was just leaving it to nature rather than uh, just leaving it there. So, yeah, so been out there, got those into bed in got some nice fresh hay and a nice little bed. It's just the wrong time of year because it's going to get quite cold and they're 
they'll need to be under mum for quite a well a couple of weeks um but uh hopefully they should be fine and what a surprise didn't expect that today <laughs> It's Tuesday morning and uh, it's noticeably colder this morning. The, there's quite a lot of cloud cover. Um, I can feel the chill. It's not, I mean, it's not too chilly, but considering we've had lovely sunny mornings that were quite warm, definitely feels a lot colder. Uh, I'm feeling a lot tired today. I think it's suddenly the last couple of weeks are just um, entirely caught up with me. Uh, I did have a good night's sleep, but I still woke up feeling like I could do with a couple more hours in bed but uh, wasn't going to get that so today um, I decided I probably will just amble about today just to um, I still have to do things but I'll try not to do them um, at full speed <clears throat> probably more like half speed really uh, and I, my plan was today to concentrate a bit on the front garden beds, do a bit of weeding. And uh, I've also already, I've put out some um, plants that, I've, that have now developed some good roots, put those out for sale. Uh, while I was out there though, I was looking at the apple, the cooking apple tree. And I think I need to go and get my apple picker and I'll pick some cooking apples before, because the ones that keep falling on the floor just get bruised and then they're no good but again when, once you've picked those they're sat there looking at you waiting for you to do something um because the apples are not terribly good this year and so probably quite a lot of them have got a bit of pitting on which soon turns to to brown and mush and starts to rot when if they're left standing too long but they will um sit there for a few days before i have to do anything with them so i might go out and pick those uh today because that would be nice to have those in the freezer I might, I might just um not bother cooking them down just chop them up and vacuum pack them i think is what in my head is what i will be doing with those uh, i haven't checked the chick this morning but um i'll go and do that at some point later on today <clears throat> uh yeah so gar the garden side of things i'm going to concentrate on today rather than the produce side of things each day you have to sort of allocate a different day to different things luckily as i said at the minute john always concentrates on the birds and the animals feeds them all gives them water cleans them all out so i'm not doing that come winter when i've got less to do in the garden and everything i will uh, probably do more of that but for the time being when i've got a lot to do out here uh john's john's doing that so yeah so that's my plan today more or less um last night we after we'd had our dinner, we went out and delivered a bit of um, veg to various people. So we didn't really get back until uh, quite late. So <laughs> it's just tiring at the minute. But, um, hopefully one evening this week we will be able to sit down early and have a rest. But uh, for today, yeah, I'm going to, to go around and um, probably find a hundred more things that I ought to be doing. But I really want to concentrate on doing some weeding on the front beds. Um, quite a lot of deadheading needs doing um, but I'm going to leave the veg garden alone today because I sort of went around and picked a lot of that stuff yesterday and so that can now wait until another day but I'm also conscious that uh, towards the end of the week the weather is going to deteriorate uh, so I do need to make sure that I've got 
as much in that is going to um, go rotten. I mean, as soon as we get the first frosts, the courgettes will be no good. Um, you know, anything anything soft will sort of start to uh, deteriorate rapidly once you get the first frost. So all of those things need to come in and make sure I harvest all of those. But yeah, so today I my plan is the flower garden, getting flowers out for sale, plants out for sale, that kind of thing. And uh, we'll see how the day goes. Uh, 4.30 Tuesday and I have mostly spent the day weeding and deadheading the front flower beds and I've just given them a water. Um, that's why I've spent most of the day doing so they're nice and back up together a bit and, and also the bed just outside the front gate as well. Um, I picked a bucket full of cooking apples with my apple picker first thing this morning and uh, yeah that's most of what I've done. It's quite a nice day still. Turned out to be quite warm. It's not too bad at all. Um, the only problem I have at the minute is that I cannot turn the tap off. <laughs> Uh, so the hose is still just like seeping out at the minute because um, I had it before John tells me I turned it on too far but I just turn it on exactly the same as I turn out turn on all the other taps and they turn off fine this one is well and truly stuck so I will have to leave it on until he comes home because I cannot I dare not force it because otherwise I'm probably end up breaking it and then water will be spewing out everywhere so at the minute the hose is just seeping water out onto the flower bed which is fine um hopefully he will be home soon and he can sort it out but uh I think he needs to look at that tap because it definitely is, has a problem somewhere uh it's uh, seven o'clock well ten past seven got a beautiful sunset um this evening orange and pink and glorious skies um we john and i have just tried to get the mother hen in with the little chicks and john says so just grab her so i went to grab her and she just flew straight at me which is a bit of a might maybe managed to cajole them in um but the little little chick is still like disabled chick we call it because it's like it's still managing to get around but i'm not sure it's going to be uh how long it's going to be before I um, have to do something about it and see how it goes. I don't know. It just keeps... It's walking about, sort of. But um, it does fall over occasionally on its back. But uh, we'll keep it going for a little while longer and see, see how it goes. Um, yeah, so this, this podcast this week is a little bit long, I'm afraid, because I've rambled on a little bit, but... Uh, just uh, giving you, uh, you know, more of an idea about the place, what we're doing. Um, tomorrow, I I'm planning on. Uh, I've got quite a lot of. So I've done, so so far, I've done a week, a day of sort of veg, a day of weeding, and things. And then tomorrow, I'm I've got quite a bit of. Um, I was just looking sat here looking at the pears. I need to get the pears off the tree. I've got some more cooking apples that are up higher to get down and uh, um, I might go blackberry picking and I've also got there are a few elderberries I want to get a few more elderberries in as well and then I have got uh, quite a few plants that I need to pot up um, 
I've got a, a few plants in places that are not doing very well um, and uh, things like that. And then I've got another few plants that need to be put onto a bigger plant because they're struggling in, in the pot that they're in. So tomorrow is going to be um, picking wild things and potting up plants, I think, mostly. So, uh, yeah, I look forward to that one. That'll be quite a nice day, I think. Wednesday morning, quarter past eight. Autumn equinox. It's very fittingly misty and magical this morning. Um, birds are singing. It's a tad cold, obviously, because it's mist. Uh, keeping the sun back, but um, it's uh, yep. It's the autumn equinox. Time for reflection and harvesting and. Giving thanks for everything we have been able to grow this year and everything that's happened. Um, I'm just walking out to the egg shed to check that. I just I came out because I was trying. I heard the lions roaring, well, and um, grunting, whatever they do, and I was trying to uh, record it for you. But every time I rush back in and get the phone, they stop. So uh, last night I picked um, some pears, a few sweet corn that I'd missed on the on the stems and uh, one or two apples off the smaller apple tree that I've got. So uh, I've got a head start this morning. And um, yeah, today I am going to celebrate the equinox in Maybon and I'm going to pick wild fruits and things like that. So I'll let you know how I get on. Okay, um, I'm in the kitchen at the minute. I had planned on going out and straight away um, doing something with plants, but I had a quite a few, uh, well, just about probably a kilo of runner beans, um, and the, um, people have stopped buying runner beans in the shed. Really, it's a bit slow, so I don't want them to go um, to waste. So I thought, well, I'd get on and make some uh, runner bean chutney, which, um, if you've never had it before, is quite delicious and is always quite popular. So um, chopped up the runner beans, chopped up some onions. Uh, what else went in there? I did chop a bit of apple in there just to give it some sweetness. Some um, vinegar, sugar, uh, some mustard, and then some turmeric actually as well, and some cornflour to thicken it up. And uh, while I'm waiting for that to reduce down, I might as well do something else in the kitchen. So I have made up um, a big batch of uh, crumble mix, which freezes really well and is easily. It doesn't, it doesn't freeze in a big lump. You can just easily pour out as much as you need. So I've made a couple of batches of crumble mix and I've also cooked down a couple of the apples at the minute. So I thought, well, I might as well make a, an apple crumble for, for tea for dessert later. So that's what I've done. Um, contemplate, I, have, I get all the, if I've got all the equipment out, I might as well, and the kitchen's upside down, I might as well carry on and do some things. So, um, just stop for a quick coffee now. I'm going to get the jam jars and sterilise those. And uh, then after that, probably I'll go outside once the, uh, once the chutney's all jarred up. But uh, in the meantime, if I don't think it's anywhere near ready, I will find something else to do. It's uh, just about half eleven. And I'm going to have another, I'm going to have a sit down. I'll say another, that's the first one I've had. Um, so the chutney's all jarred up. 
uh, about six and a half pounds of chutney. I have uh, also made, what did I do? I made the crumble, uh, all the crumble mix. And I made, uh, as I was stood there waiting for it all, I made a batch, a small batch of tomato um, sauce like with tomatoes, onions, garlic, basil. Um, which uh, only I eat that, so I just made a small portion of it because I've got some um, beef being delivered at some point this week from a small holder. So uh, there'll be some minced beef in there, so it'd be nice to have some um, like spaghetti bolognese or chilli. So it'd be nice to have the sauce for that. Uh, and while I was there, I thought, well, I might as well. I've got some bits, other bits of pieces to use up, some open flour and that. So I made a fruit, a fruit uh, cake as well which is in the oven um a lot of the times it's uh so i spent all morning doing that and it doesn't seem like a lot but i guess the things like the crumble mix will save me time and um another day uh and um of course then there's washing up as well which endless amounts of washing up and i was thinking while i was doing it the, the, we've got a standard size sink it's nowhere near big enough for things like jam pans and you know, I've thought this before when I'm cleaning the oven out. They should make sinks a lot bigger. My friend has got a great big industrial sink in her um, outbit, which uh, is fabulous. I should have really thought. So if you're planning on doing anything like this and you've got to reorganise your kitchen, get a big sink because it's uh, <laughs> it'd be much easier in the long run. Yeah, so uh, I just, uh, yeah, in between that, I went out and let the ducks out and grabbed the duck eggs, put another load of washing on. And I still have to go and feed the rabbits and the guinea pigs. I haven't done that this morning yet. And I've got now some apple peelings to take up to the geese. So um, everything seems to take forever to do. But uh, it's all worth it in the end. And all, uh, you know, the chutney and the, and the tomato sauce is all, you know, apart from the extra ingredients like um, the vinegar and the sugar and that, it's all homegrown ingredients. So uh, it doesn't get better than that, really. Uh, in the afternoon, I, um, Shelley came over with Florence and we did a bit of blackberry picking, which is always nice, a, a few um, blackberries. I did say to Shelley that you could probably get away with not actually growing your own fruit. You could just go out and forage blackberries and, um, you know, apples and elderberries, uh, rose hips, all sorts of things, and you probably wouldn't even have to bother <laughs> growing all the other stuff that we grow, to be fair. Have you picked enough of it? It'd last you all year, I'm sure. I'm sure you'd find wild plums and all that sort of thing as well. Be quiet, chicken. Um, and the apple peelings, I did think, oh, I'll go and give those to the geese. But then I thought, well, I should make some apple cider vinegar with them instead because uh, that would be more useful. So I let the geese out. Uh, out to free range a bit wider now that all the tents and that are down and uh, that's what I did made apple cider vinegar so basically that is just because um, I peeled the apples just spung all the peels and the cores and the pips and everything in the jar add water some recipes say add sugar some don't I haven't in this case um, I'll see it's a trial I've not done it before so it's not that difficult, it just takes a couple of months. So it has to just go in a jar somewhere that's not going to get in your way. Um, and I've had a, like a water, a big, one of those big water jars with the tap on them, sat on the side for months. Sometimes I fill it up 
when it's really hot the rest of the time it's just sat there so I thought I might as well sit there doing something rather than uh, just sitting there taking up room so yeah so I've got some apple cider vinegar on the go and then uh, sat down for a little while and then I came back out and I've just watered the uh, poly tunnel the cucumbers and that because it's still very warm in there and so really they probably still will keep producing for quite a while if it stays that warm inside there then I went around and I, there was a few squash um, that needed picking a couple of butternut squash I uh, picked another banana squash um, that I found under the foliage and um, on the whole the squash had been a bit disappointing because I had planted things like well pumpkins uh, crown prince honey bear patty pan none of those uh, spaghetti squash none of those uh, grew at all they've just not produced anything but the butternut squash and the banana squash have produced loads so that is a good um, a good sort of note you know to notice that and maybe next year don't bother with the others <clears throat> just grow what really does just produce without too much effort really so yeah but uh, it's uh, getting on for five o'clock I think I think I'm just gonna make a cup of tea sit down wait for John to come home and then we'll have our dinner and uh, if I feel enough like I've got enough energy I might go out and do a bit more um, this evening somewhere uh, just gone seven uh, sun's going down John is just off round to put everything to bed just waiting for the uh, crumble to finish cooking and we will have our uh, dessert and then he's going to pop off to the shop because he needs a few things because he's run out of biscuits basically that's what it is all about <laughs> um i've got a box of beef arriving tomorrow from a local lady that i always buy my beef off of and i've also sat down and ordered a um, box of free range uh chicken from I had to get that from Dorset because I don't know anybody around here. I'll have to try a bit harder to look closer to home. But um, I've ordered that, and so I need to sort out all my freezers. Uh, that's not coming to Tuesday, and the beef comes tomorrow. But I need to sort out all the freezers, and basically that will uh, see us now right through, really, um, for a good few months. There's loads of crows going over again. Loads, the sky's full of them. Um, yeah, in, in in with the chicken, I did order some uh, bacon and some sausages as well. So I'll have those in the freezer. Uh, and that should, that will see us now for a good few months. Um, so my plan is not to have to go shopping very much uh, to, the, to the supermarket, uh, if at all. I've got, um, John's got to get the butter today because I did I was ordering it from the milkman but something keeps eating it so I cancelled that order butter biscuits crisps um mostly stuff that he likes uh, that I don't even eat but um yeah just a few things um trying to think what else but not very much and that's what my plan is weekly now because we've literally got enough stuff uh, you know we've got enough veg and enough fruit um and I've got flour in. I do tend to order my flour in bulk when I get it. Um, or I can go down to the local bakery and buy the local flour. Um, so that yeah, that's what I that's my plan for that bit. And um, 
Look, this evening, I've just been sorting out bits that go in the freezer uh, and things like that. And uh, that's really the end of another day. That's a lovely evening though. Very nice and mild. I'm waiting until the weather breaks and we're going to feel the change.